Most entrepreneurs struggle to generate more customers and online leads. Lack of quality online leads means lack of revenue, and that's bad for your business. Here at Investing in the US Podcast, we have partnered up with Ardor SEO, who have developed a system to help maximize your business and online exposure. Your experience as a business owner can radically change for the better with the right SEO team. And with Ardor's system, you wouldn't believe how simple it can be. So find out more by heading over to ardorseo.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Now back into the show. Fred, how can I scale my business? And he says, Christopher, don't be shooting at rabbits if you want to hunt big game. It was the simplest phrase, but essentially, why am I focusing on these little rabbit opportunities when I should be hunting bigger opportunities? Which for me at the time was, how can I make at least 100 grand per client? So it was a mindset shift. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Christopher Kai. Incorporated Magazine has referred to Christopher as the billionaire networker. He wrote the number one global best-selling book entitled Big Game Hunting, Networking with Billionaires, Executives, and Celebrities. He's also convinced billionaire Elon Musk for a sit-down interview where he said, wow, you really know a lot. Christopher dives into the four levels of networking where only the top 1% of entrepreneurs are aware of, but now in today's interview, you will learn how to master networking correctly. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible experience and insight, but enough out of me. Let's get him out here. G'day, Christopher. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Great. Thanks for having me here, Reed. Mate, quick question before we dive into the nuts and bolts is, uh, tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. I was a seven-year-old kid in New York City where I was born and raised. My parents, very humble beginnings. My mom was a former school teacher. Dad's a former case manager. So when it snowed, my best friend and I, his name is Jaco. He was five, I was seven. 
We would put on our gloves or our, our coats, our scarves, walk outside with our shovel in hand, knock on doors and says, do you want us to shovel your porch? And to make $100 from my neighbors as a seven-year-old, it would just blew my mind. So that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. Nice, nice. I want to dive in today's show because we've only got a short period of time with you and I really uh, appreciate you coming on today's show. But talking in and around big game hunting and networking with billionaires, do you want to give a little bit of the insight into what led you to write that book and maybe a little bit of your background in order to get to that point where you thought, I need to share my experience, experience networking with other billionaires and CEOs in order to propel myself um, in the world of business? Yeah, it's really a mindset thing, as you talked about, Reed. I had a mentor of mine over 10 years ago. I wasn't doing that well 10 years ago. One of my mentors, his name is Fred Joel. He created multiple companies, multi-million, a really smart guy and a very sharp guy. He's very precise with how he speaks. So I said, Fred, how can I scale my business? And he says, Christopher, don't be shooting at rabbits if you want to hunt big game. It was the simplest phrase, but essentially, why am I focusing on these little rabbit opportunities when I should be hunting bigger opportunities, which for me at the time was how can I make at least a hundred grand per client? So it was a mindset shift where he's made many, many multiple millions of dollars. And I admire him because he was just very specific with his advice. And that shift of my mindset is like, you're, you're right. I've always been very aggressive, very outgoing, very assertive, but I never really pitched at that level. So I just started shifting my gears. And when I started doing that, I was like, wow. I remember one of my mentors who turned client, who turned potential business partner, he actually made $100 million. I thought, okay, if I focus on people who make at least $100 million, if I'm trying to pitch them a, a, a $10, million, $10 million project, that's 10% of the revenue. That's a lot. If I pitch mm -hmm. 1% of the revenue, which is 1%, I mean, $1 million, that's still a lot. But if I pitch $100,000, that's 0.1%. So my mindset was, okay, I know I have a good skill set of working with executives because I worked at American Express in New York and Wall Street. I'm a New York guy. So in my mid-20s, I already knew that I understood C-level executives and how to communicate. And bluntly speaking, a lot of people don't. So when they see this book like that, they're like, oh, that's a very powerful book. So it's one from a marketing standpoint, but two from a story about my own mentor. And three really is like, if we're going to be entrepreneurs, why don't you just add another zero or two zeros? So you look at someone like a Stephen Schwartzman or a Sam Zell or some of the people in the real estate industry, these guys, I mean, literally, Stephen Schwartzman, I met him in January in Davos. And that guy talked about how his first fund out of uh, the company that he used to work for, Lehman Brothers, with his business partner, Pete Peterson, he's like, we're going we're gonna to raise a billion dollars. So whether it's Christopher Kai saying, okay, I'm going to focus on a $100 million guy, or Steven Schwartzman going to raise a billion dollars, it's a mindset thing because it's just a bunch of numbers because I never even realized these numbers until at American Express when I was creating these pitch decks. Read, like these pitch decks were like to IBM where we would cross them about the products and IBM would spend a half billion dollars on the charge card on the American Express card. And my job was to create these pitch decks. So in my 20s, I already at first looked at the numbers like, whoa, $500 million on a charge card. That's just one company. And it just made sense that, okay, if I'm understanding this level of strategy, branding and sales, that gave me a mindset of knowing that, okay, there's people out there. They're just like you and I, but they have much more inclusive networks because no one's just going to introduce you to someone that's at that level. So for me, it was, a, it was a matter of I wanted to scale my business. And the best way for me to do that is to focus on what I call big gamers, people of influence who we might think are out of reach, whether they're billionaires, millionaires, executive celebrities. But really, it's about aiming higher in your life, but knowing that just because you aim high doesn't mean you reach it. And that's why right. I wrote this book. Because I really wanted to share what Maya Angelou, who is Oprah Winfrey's former mentor, once said, when you learn, teach, when you get, give. And this book, mm -hmm. I actually 
want to dedicate it to anyone that feels like an outsider. And that's literally, I literally said, this book is dedicated to anyone that's felt like an outsider. So it really came from my own struggles and challenges where I wanted to scale my own business. And I was tired of always going for these rapid size opportunities. And as soon as I shifted my mindset and started focusing singly on billionaires, millionaires, celebrities, they all roll in the same circles. Now billionaires, right. by the way, like the hundred million dollar mark and higher, that's a different echelon. Most people in the Western world, if they have some level of tenacity, drive, and intelligence, they can really do well. Beyond the 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, but once you get to the 100 million and higher, that's when it's a very different type of conversation, different type of scale of people. Got it. Got it. Well, walk us through. Like, that's great. And I understand the mindset, you know, and I love what you just said there. When you want to, uh, when you want to, you want you want oh, sorry what you say when when you want to when you want something give and when you uh when you want to teach something when you want to receive when, when, something when you teach. get give when you when you learn teach when you get when you get give yeah that's it so that's all well and good with the mindset but what is the actual I'm a nuts and bolts guy I'm like tell me the path of how to get to that first meeting so what do you do break it down for us yeah so 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 with these type of people with billionaires and executives and celebrities you really have to think long term. One of my chapters in my book is think 10 years. Now, of course, you don't want to take 10 years, but it really is about thinking more long-term because most people I meet, going back to those four levels of networking, the basic one is traditional, which is like, hey, I'm going to go to an event that's free, convenient, and it's, it fits my schedule. I don't have to pay for it, and I'm going to pass up business cards. That's like the worst, which is, by the way, 90% of people I meet. <laughs> then it's this. We've all been to it, right? <laughs> now, I don't do that anymore, but I'm just saying because I, I don't do that. It's a waste of time. And then there's a third, second, and first level. Third level is science-based networking, which is broadening your horizon, which essentially is literally, you talk about nuts and bolts, look at your phone, read, or anyone that's listening, watch, look at your phone. And if you say you want to be a millionaire, well, if you have 100 people on your contact list, how many of the millionaires? So the first thing is just assessing who's on your phone. And if you want to meet billionaires or multimillionaires or track athletes or anyone that's athletic, the bottom line is first making an assessment. That's the first step. And then, okay, if you say, I want to meet a billionaire, then you start putting that billionaire that you want to meet on your actual phone, start visualizing. I'm a big visualizer. I literally did this with Jamie Foxx a few months ago. Where I want to meet this guy. He's a really powerful celebrity. And I literally ended up meeting up with him in uh, Miami during the Super Bowl. You know, but it's, it's about being super specific with who you want to meet, why you want to meet them. And that doesn't mean he's going to care about who I am, but that's the first touch point. And that's why you have to think long term because if it's someone like a Michael Milken who's a billionaire, he has a conference every year called the Milken Conference. You literally have Elon Musk going and President Bush going and President Clinton going. So it's about understanding the people that you want to meet, their worlds, their conferences. So the simplest way to keep be specific is first, make an assessment of who you have on your phone, define who you want to meet, and then start saying, okay, if I want to meet Richard Branson, you Google Richard Branson nonprofit or Google Richard Branson gala. And so you start seeing pictures of these people at these galas. And they have what they call a step and repeat, which is what you see behind the person on the red carpet. That's called a step and repeat. And if you see the Met Gala, or if you see um, Amfar, so you're already seeing, okay, Amfar is a nonprofit globally that raises a lot of money for AIDS. And if you see that Katy Perry is there and Louis Vuitton is there, so you start knowing, okay, so these are just those nonprofit galas that you have to, have to know and meet. And then it's about, okay, reaching out to those galas and figuring out how to get in, whether you pay for it, it might cost $1,000, $5,000, which is the easiest way, by the way. And this is the crazy thing that I don't think people realize. $5,000 is a lot of money for most people. But when I've gone to these events, the same event I met Leonardo DiCaprio, Justin Bieber, Charlize Theron, Bono, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they're all in the same room. 
So it shocked me to know that, wow, the power is concentrated so much so in these nonprofits, specific nonprofits, because there's 1.5 million nonprofits in the US, 10 million NGOs in the world. But again, I've been doing this for a long time. So I have clients that pay me a lot of money to literally build out an entire customized calendar for the year, because otherwise you're just wasting your time. Like right. I can tell you exactly when to go in July, when to go in January, but it really comes down to first defining who you want to meet, put that person on your phone to really just start visualizing it, and then Googling Richard Branson charity or Richard Branson gala, and you start seeing those step and repeats. And after a while, you're like, oh, wow, I keep seeing them at Rihanna's gala uh, that she usually has in December. So there's only a few dozen galas that raise over a million dollars each gala. Think about that, Reed. They raise a million dollars in one day. Wow. It's incredible. Leonardo DiCaprio raises 30 million in one day. This other place called the, the Robin Hood Foundation has raised $100 million. So I just dropped three of them, very specific organizations that people would be mindful of. And you know what I realized when I told this to people and my clients, they had zero understanding of how to communicate, how to engage, how to follow up. So that's why I created this whole, it just kind of Ecosystem. a much more extensive executive communications coaching where I can get them in the room, they pay their way in, but they have no clue what to say. They just look like mm -hmm. an idiot. So I just stopped mm -hmm. doing that. So I just I built out another executive communications package to help them actually communicate and then following up with them as well. Investing in the US podcast is proudly sponsored by ardorseo.com. Online marketing for your business shouldn't be a headache. And that's why the guys over at Ardor SEO have created a no hassle system that will increase your online traffic, increase your leads and generate predictable and reliable revenue. So what are you waiting for? Head over to ardorseo.com and find out more. That's A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Now back into the show. So, so talk about the communication because there's a getting in the door, there's a gatekeepers getting past all that, the mindset, get it. Now we're in the room. How do you get over the self in a chat that you can get over it to say, I, I can't approach that person. I can't approach, you know, Jeff Bezos. I can't approach him to ask him for money. What do you do? And what sort of advice do you have for people? Yeah, it's what I call a three second rule. If you have to think more than three seconds, you're already done. The hesitation <laughs> kills dreams. So when I met Elon Musk, literally, he, he walks outside the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills. There's an after party. They're going up to one of the Getty, the heir of the oil family. They always have after parties after these galas. So I literally see Elon Musk right there. He's waiting for his car. He's Elon Musk. So again, the 15-year-old kid in me is like, oh my God, that's Elon Musk. But the, 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 the more refined Christopher Kai literally walks up to him, no hesitation. Because again, these people aren't just going to hang out for you. Mm -hmm. Walk up to him, Elon, great job at the World Affairs Council because I saw him speak. So you built some kind of commonality. Yep. I'm not like, oh, Elon, you're amazing. <laughs> like, I've heard this before. I'm not a groupie. He nods and said, oh, cool. I say, hey, Elon, I have this homeless youth program. I love to inspire your story with my kids. Give me your email. He gives me his email. I leave. Now, what most people don't do, they don't do all that stuff. First of all, they hesitate. They're wondering what to say. They don't compliment them. And so I have something called CAF, C-A-L-F. Mm -hmm. C means, stands for compliment. A stands for ask, meaning ask for their content information. They don't care about your business card. L means to leave. And F is to follow up. Mm. Every one of those steps, most people don't do. Most people just stay there like, oh my God, what do I say? He's already gone. When they approach, oh my God, Elon Musk, you don't care about you, you're, now you're considered a groupie. I compliment yep. them, so who doesn't like a compliment genuinely? When you ask, you have to be direct. I literally, you know who Jamie Dimon is, Reed? I've heard of him, yes. He's the CEO of JP Morgan Chase. Yes. One of the top bankers in the world, he's a billionaire. I met him also in Davos, another place you go to, right? But this 
person, I'm not going to be too judgmental, but he just kept rambling on. When you meet someone that stature or, or success, they don't care about you or I, bluntly speaking, because mm-hmm. they don't know you. The most important thing is to get their content information. If they actually give you your business card, golden. Email, golden. Assistant, email, golden. The whole point is don't do what 90% of the people do. Is like, oh my God, you're blah, blah, blah. And here's my business card. They don't care about you. And stop rambling on. So literally compliment, ask, leave, and, and follow up. And I say this only for the really high level success people. Sometimes you can have a conversation, but even that, frankly, they don't really know about you. And if you right. ideally are really smart, if you do have time, if you have five, 10 minutes, you Google them on the spot and you find out what charities they have. So let's say I know enough about these people. So if I, let's say Rihanna, I'd be like, Hey, Rihanna, I really admire your admiration for your grandmother. That's the first thing I say to Rihanna. She doesn't know me. And I already referenced her grandmother, which brings up her filial piety. I said, I want to see how I can support your charity. I'm not asking for a photograph. I'm not asking for anything. And that's why, again, so many people, they're so low level and tactless, especially at the high level they go. Even with me, by the way, I'm not a celebrity yet, but I get approached thousands of times. And people ask me, can you introduce me to Elon? I'm like, you're fucking stupid. Do it yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I just curse because it's, it's so frustrating. I want to help everyone. Right. But that's why I wrote a book. That's why I have programs. And that's why, like, if people aren't, like, the last time I actually reached out to Elon was one of my colleagues was willing to donate $100,000 to a charity that I'm involved with, that Elon's involved with. And I said to Elon, 10-minute interview, on your time, in your place, any, any, that's the only way. I, and I wouldn't take any of the money, by the way. Mm. You know, but what I'm saying is I won't even bother approaching him at all because there's no point because Elon like doesn't care about money. So right. what I want to stress to your listeners and your viewers that if you really want to go that high, you really have to do your research. You have to think long term and you want to, I could, I can send, I could send you email them at my book and include that in the, in, in the link. Yep. It's, it's really about being brutally honest with yourself. Don't be delusional thinking that you, they, they need you. Cause I hear this a lot. Because essentially, if you're a billionaire, you need to have a billionaire offer for a billionaire. And if you right. don't, then they don't really care about you. That's why if you think long term with galas, charities, nonprofits, then you have a higher probability. Because if, even if you don't meet Elon Musk, you'll meet the other multimillionaires, other people that are in the same room. And that's why I love meeting billionaires because they've done the work for you. They've vetted the room for you. There's only about 2,000 millionaires, billionaires in the world. If a billionaire is in the room, you already know that that's a very vetted, qualified room. And that's why it's so specific. And that's why people call me this Navy SEAL sniper with networking. Because I don't want to waste anyone's time. And, and with Calf, what's the delivery? 15 seconds? 20 seconds? I don't know. I mean, that interaction with Elon was probably less than 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd have to be, right? It'd have to be straight to the point. It can't be, as you're saying, they don't care about you. F- fumbling around your words, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, so it, it seems to me that the charity is the biggest piece because you get to st- strike the heart, right? It's, it's something that they care about. And that is, and then the compliment with the, with the charity piece. And then from there, what, what are you doing with the follow-up? Are you trying to cultivate something? Because obviously the ask is going to be later on. It's not, to, it's not right today. You're asking about the charity. It's good to get the conversation going. But then for your business, how do you then you know, use those relationships to then benefit you and your business and how you grow? Well, well, here's the thing. I want to be clear. First of all, yes, the charity is a, a great way, but I actually believe in my homeless youth program. Sure. And I'm, it's all about, you have to find things that you love. Mm-hmm. And I don't think about using, it's about building a community. It's like, I'm thinking long-term. And some of them, I, I, I'm not doing business with them. I'm not doing business with Elon Musk. But it's right. about building my cachet, my understanding of people getting inspired, building this network. 
And then the people with business, I've introduced my clients to billionaires. You know, so Gosh, it's not yeah. necessarily, and I've secured clients as billionaires too. So some of it's also branding, cachet, networking, and learning. But in terms of like actual billionaires, I mean, I have clients, but even the clients that are billionaires, they're often the nonprofit because I'm not at their level yet. Because for me, again, my model is like, look, I speak for a living. I fill out a 20 grand for at least one keynote speech. I have online programs. So people that are interested, it's like I help them that. And with online, it's like, this is multiple scalability. But in terms of like your audience and, and real estate and whatnot, the most basic thing is a lot of times I just find that they're not really educated with people. Like if I say, hey, do you know what a family office is, Reed? Yes, I do. Yeah, so you know, but a lot of people don't. Right. So I'll just start peppering some of these basic questions. And if they don't even know that, I just pretty much ignore them because they don't even know basic things. I mean, that's like one of the most basic things of really high net worth people. But, but going back to your question, it really depends for me, but it really comes down to listening more, setting up a quick 10 minute call, doing research on their website, figuring out what they want, but thinking, keep, keeping it very, 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 very basic and doing a ton of research on the front end to figure out more about how you can help them. And, and don't be a generic, how can I help you? It's more about, I was very specific with, let's say, um, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. All these people, especially celebrities, they're so ADHD. Well, I'm thinking more about their personal life and what I can help with the nonprofits. And then maybe three, six, nine months down the way, maybe I'll consider pitching them. So like a specific example, that guy that I met, that's a hundred million dollar guy. I said, Doug, I admire success. I'd love to take you out for lunch. Now in his case, he's not a billionaire. And I have actually categories. I actually categorize big gamers. You have rhinoceroses, Cape buffaloes, elephants, lions, and leopards. I literally categorize. And this might sound mm -hmm. really bad because I'm fitting animals to humans. But these type of categories are actually really, really good. So he's considered a Cape Buffalo where they're successful, influential, a big gamer, but they're not a billionaire, which is a lion because they're the lion. They're literally commanding the, the whole world. But so for him, he was actually open to meeting up. But I didn't pitch him really nice. I wanted him to be a mentor and I did want him to be a mentor. I didn't realize like, wow, I think about six, seven months in, I'm like, okay, I think I can help this guy. And then from there, he ended up hiring me and that was like, you know, 100 grand plus gig in the very early stages, you know? And then he offered mm -hmm. me to potentially start a company with him. But again, most people are not that direct. Don't ask him to take them out for lunch, which is ridiculous when you think about it. He's a $100 million guy, I'm not, right? So it's just really about being very direct, specific, because these people don't have any time to waste. Right. And you can't pitch someone like me or Grant Cardone or other people, because we're like billable consultants for now. Whereas this guy had a massive conglomerate of restaurants so it's different, but you have to be super direct and straightforward and it has to be consistent. So this guy, I met him every single month and I looked at him, researched him, got to know him, build rapport. So it's all genuine, but I just find so many times people are just thinking so short term, very transactional, not thinking long term. And by the way, that same guy, Doug, he's still a friend now. I've known him for 10 years now. That's why the whole 10 year, think 10 years, I actually mean it. I don't suggest that you wait 10 years but proof of concept, the guy that I met 10 years ago, who was first a mentor, then a client, and now he's a friend. I love it. I think the whole purpose of there is you're planting a seed for the long term. It's, a, it's an oak tree that you're going to sit under, this, under the shade at some point in the future. Uh, Christopher, before we end the show here, mate, one quick question is, what makes you tick, big fella? Because well, you've got a lot of energy. And, and so, what was that? What makes you what? What makes you tick? Like, what, what, what's... What's the juices that get you out of bed every morning? Because I see, I feel a lot of energy. I feel, and it's and it's great. But what's the big north star for you with all of this sort of stuff? It's purpose. My platform in life is entrepreneurship. My purpose is education. This is why mm -hmm. I created a homeless youth program. This is why I used to teach in high school. This is why my first book was College Success. So my grander vision is I'm going to create a 
United Nations meets Boys and Girls Club to inspire, educate, and empower student leaders to solve the world problems, specifically focused on education. So I'm crystal clear. I wrote my own eulogy when I was 23 at my grandmother's funeral. So all the people I meet oftentimes, they're just, they haven't thought enough. They're mm. so ADHD that they don't think a lot. And so for me, like if I die tomorrow, God forbid, I'd be fine, happy, no regrets. Not many people right. can say that. No, but they can't. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. I've written five books, given all, like a thousand presentations, shared the stage with Elon Musk and other people like Richard Branson and Jeff Met, you know. So for me, I'm, I'm already happy. Like everything is just icing on the cake. So right. I highly encourage people to really dive deep with their purpose and ask themselves, bluntly speaking, if this COVID virus, if this hurricane, if this earthquake, if whatever comes at us, if you were to be dead by the end of this year, what would you really want to do? Would you be with that girlfriend or boyfriend? Would you, would you be with that husband or wife? Would you want to quit your job? You know, so it's asking these really blunt questions where we're all going to be dead one day. Right. All of us. We all know that, but we don't really feel that. Mm. Once you start feeling it, then you start realizing, wow, this is kind of both scary and liberating. And I would encourage everyone to go to um, YouTube, Christopher Kai, my name, TEDx Talk, watch a TEDx Talk where I talk about that in one of the elements because at the end of the day, my purpose is to serve. And I've chosen to serve with speaking, coaching programs. I used to be a singer songwriter. I've done a lot of things in my life, but I haven't done it at the scale that I want. So that's why now I'm super focused. That's why I'm like, yo, I don't got an hour. But I got 30 minutes because I believe in you. You asked, you took assertiveness, you're a nice guy. You came to my podcast, so it's about giving, right? But I'm not asking for anything because I don't really care because I'm just super focused on really pursuing my vision of building an army. And that's why right now, my only focus now is helping executives that want to master networking, build a better brand, understand how to communicate better, and if they want to be a professional speaker. Those are really the only four categories that I'm interested in at this point because everything else is like, don't talk to me. Right, right. Well, mate, I do want to be very respectful of your time. We only had 30 minutes. I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today. Quickly, where do people go? They want to continue the conversation. They want to be in your sphere. Where do they go? ChristopherKai.com is my website. You can email me at, Chris, at Christopher Kai. Literally, my last name is K-A-I. Happy to send them my ebook, which is Big Game Hunting, Networking with Billionaires, Executives, and Celebrities, 20 Strategies of Networking, What Do You Do Before, During, and After Events. And this is actually the picture that reminds me, no matter what anyone says, dreams are possible, because this is actually Elon Musk, flesh and wow. blood, where it's not just him, but it's about the kids that were there and my friends. So what more in life can you have when you're serving people that most need it, talking to people that you admire like Elon Musk and doing it together with your friends and colleagues? That really is the purpose in life, in my opinion. Awesome, mate. Well, look, love it. I'm going to head up. I'm definitely going to get myself a, a hands on the copy of the book uh, as soon as we get off this call. But I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up very, very soon. Great. Bye, Reed. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Well, there you have it. Another cracking episode jam back with some incredible advice from Christopher. Please do jump over to his website at ChristopherKai.com. Check out everything he's got going on. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about how to become a professional speaker or just understanding how you start networking with billionaires, uh, millionaires, celebrities, all that sort of good stuff in order to raise your profile, definitely check out ChristopherKai.com. All right. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. If you do like this show, please give back by giving it a five-star review on iTunes. And we're going to do it all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life. Right.